Hey guys, Brian Jodas here with Pick Up the Six Podcast. I have a new sponsor to tell you about today. We're thrilled to introduce you to Amino Vital. Amino Vital's mission is to provide the highest quality of amino acid-based nutritional products to all athletes aspiring to improve their conditioning and performance. The BCAAs, glutamine, and arginine help replenish the body's muscles proteins and it gets you a jump start on the recovery process. I've been using Amino Vital since last fall, got introduced to them, and I definitely see a positive impact from their action and recovery products. It helps me get rid of some of those, you know, aches and pains after a tough workout. So hit up amino-vital.com, use the code PUT and the number 6, PUT6 at checkout to save 20% just like that or click the link here on the show page and use that code to save some cash today. One more quick note before today's show. Next week, we're releasing a special two-part series, and we'll drop those shows on Thursday, April the 6th, and Friday the 7th. That's right, Holy Thursday and Good Friday. On those shows, we'll dig into the story of a man named Simon of Cyrene, who in a moment's notice was thrust into an incredible act of picking up the six. It's the story of Simon and Jesus and carrying the cross. I can't wait to share it with you next week. And that makes today's conversation pretty timely as well. After these things, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, and he said to him, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering upon one of those mountains of which I shall tell you. It's one of the most controversial moments in all of scripture. When the Lord tested Abraham, by commanding him to take his son to a mountain and sacrifice him. Imagine that request. Now you have the opportunity to see that on the silver screen in an upcoming film, His Only Son. David Helling is the writer and director of that movie, and he joins the show to talk about making the movie, the importance of the story, and how one day he stood in the sands of Iraq as a war raged in front of him with another one raging in his heart, and how it brings us to today. This is Pick Up the Six Podcast. David, an honor and a pleasure. Man, I'm I'm thrilled to do this. The timing of it, it's not by accident that the way just us getting together today happens a week out from Holy Week. And man, we're going to just get to know you in this incredible story. So welcome, brother. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you. I mean, I'm looking forward to that two-part podcast next week you got. Uh, yeah, we're man, thrilled. Uh, we're thrilled. It's, uh, I love it's, the intro. It's a God thing, man. Um, I've been wanting to tell that story for a while. And uh, fate would have it that two of my really good friends about a year ago filming for a movie called Eucharistic Miracles, New Manna, mm. um, were doing a lot of live action around Jesus in those final days. And my really good friend, one of my best friends, Rob, plays Christ in this movie and then called mm. on another friend of ours. They needed someone in a moment's notice. It's wild. The irony of it to play Simon to, because they were filming the crucifixion scenes. So Dom and Rob physically brought those characters to life. That's episode two next week, next Friday, you guys. The first one on Thursday is with a dear family friend, Father James Hamill, who we talk about the scripture. Like, we don't know much about this Simon guy. There's not a lot written about him. A lot about our man Abraham we're going to talk about, but not about our, not about our man Simon, who later right, takes that covenant that happens in the Old Testament, those covenants that God starts building through Abraham and Moses and all this, and then makes good, right? later on. That's deep meaning stuff. But anyways, my bro. Yeah, I'm excited too. Obviously, I can't wait to share those episodes. Yeah. They're gonna be great. And I can't wait for folks to get to hear you today too, which is awesome. 
Yeah, I'm just having fun listening to you, man. Let's Keep do going. it. All right. Well, now they need to listen to you. That's enough of me off okay. the top. This new movie, His Only Son, opens in two days as we sit and release this podcast here on March 29th. In two days, March the 31st, it's coming to theaters. It's an Angel Studios. Uh, they help present it, right? Same folks that you guys might know if you're chosen fans. Yep. Distribute it. Yep. Right? They distribute it. So, Dave, would you mind just, man, your kid that was born in Southern Louisiana, grew up in Texas, ended up in the Marines. So give us a little Dave Helling story first, and then we'll talk about the making of this movie and just why it's so important. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so you're right. You got the you got the first plot points uh, correct. And then, um, you know, I always wanted to join uh, and serve my country. Um, and, uh, and then whenever I was in high school, nine 11 happened yeah. and that pretty much cemented it. And then whenever I found out the Marine Corps was the best branch, I had to go that way. Uh, <laughs> and course. so then, uh, Love it. <laughs> then I, uh, so yeah, joined the Marine Corps was in there for five years, got out as a Sergeant during my time in, I, um, I, I spent some time in Iraq and it was actually whenever I was in Iraq that the Lord really did a work in my heart, got a hold of my heart. He, he convicted me about sin in my life and he convicted me about not spending time in the word. And by God's grace, I happen to have my Bible there with me. And so I just started reading. And as I started reading, I started to see just how deep my sin ran and uh, and just how good and what it, what it what it really meant whenever you know we hear all the time oh jesus died for your sins or and it's like okay well what does that mean what does that colloquialism mean and you realize the the that that god's standard is holy and we can't do it mm-hmm. so god himself came down as his son right the 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 the, the second person of the trinity um christ came and lived that perfect life that we could never live, and yet he died the death that we deserve and paid the penalty of death for us. And then he, the proof that he conquered death is his resurrection. And yeah. by faith, we have life now forever with him. And um, and all of that came alive to me, really. I mean, it was like, you know, you, you come to that point, you're like, wait, did I ever get this before? Because I grew up in a Christian home. It's like, wait, did I ever get this before? And, and then seeing that, um, while in while in the Marine Corps and having the whole scripture just come alive to me. And it wasn't words on the page anymore. It was like faces and people like on on a screen. And I thought, man, if I could just show this to people, if I could if I could demonstrate what I'm seeing in scripture, then people who are like me who weren't in the word would be drawn to to search the scripture for themselves. And uh, and so, yeah, so that's that from that moment on, from my time in Iraq, I thought, man, well, I could do biblical films and I'm going to have the GI Bill. So I don't and I don't have to go to, to real school. To use, I can go to right. film school. Right. And uh, so then. Yeah. So then I uh, so when I when I uh, my enlistment ended, um, the Lord opened up every door for me to go to San Francisco, of all places, to begin my biblical filmmaking journey. Um, so I went to uh, San Francisco to the Academy of Art University and started teaching myself all the odds and ends that film school doesn't teach you, wow. which is like sewing costumes and doing visual effects and all that kind of stuff to make these little biblical vignettes. Spent about a decade doing that. And then about five and a half years ago is whenever I started the journey of this film of His Only Son, which finally is coming out into the world. And, uh, and yeah, it's just one of those for such a time as this moment, like yeah. it's all the Lord's perfect timing. Yeah, it, 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 it is incredible. There's no coincidence right around here. And I took Absolutely this from somebody not. else. I didn't, I didn't come up with this. I actually got this from uh, a good friend, you know, 
coincidence is God taking action, choosing to remain anonymous about those results. Most of the time we know it's him, right? But like, you know, he's not gonna be like, hey, I'm getting ready to do this, you know, just connecting and, and just the, the connectivity of bringing us together. In fact, I think the folks at our tasks are doing a lot of the PR helped us have the conversation with the first responder folks we talked about doing a movie before. So just, it's great the way that this all works out and just, I'm just excited. And yeah, your timing, right. You're going to release this thing in two days, Friday, the 31st. And then a week after that, we go into this very sort of somber couple days and then boom, celebration of Easter for those in the Christian faith. And many of you listening fall into that bucket and this, not everything we talk about on this podcast falls out of that, but we've got a little bit of a, a theme here. These last few weeks, what we've done the last few weeks, you know, for me, for you guys listening around this Easter timeline is great. And obviously that story that Dom and Rob are going to tell next week and Father Hamill are going to tell next week are are, our New Testament, right? Gospel stories. You're through this story of his only son taking us all the way back, right? Genesis 22, remember, first book. Right. As things are yeah. developing here in this big sacrifice. So what drew you, you right? But you it, talked about talk about reading those those stories. They come to life. They're characters, yeah. these characters. What about Abraham for you? Got you like yeah. that, that guy. <laughs> that guy. Uh, no, I mean, hey, you know, yeah, you're you're getting into um, next week. You're going to be getting into more of the New Testament conversations and, and, and exploring just right there what the Lord was doing at at. at in his first advent, right, for the sake of the gospel. But Genesis 22 is also explicitly the gospel. And that's what I wanted to get at, right? Mm. This is this is what I wanted to show people because what drew me, so I've done um, different illustrations through film of, of different biblical texts. And my heart is to do, I got into film to do biblical films, not to be a filmmaker. And mm. if the, if the, if the that's task important, got right? taken that's from an me. Import, that's an yes. important piece. Yeah, absolutely. This is it's 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 if if someone were to say, hey, you know, you can you can direct the next Superman film, um, but you're never going to do another biblical film again. I'd be like, well, I appreciate it, but I've got to go do something else because my heart is to bring the word to others so that others are drawn to the word for themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, and and right now, the Lord uh, has graciously allowed me to do that through film. Um, but but the Abraham, I you know, especially when living in the Bay Area for 10 years, going to film school and, you know, every single class is a gospel opportunity because you go around the class at the beginning of each semester and they're like, oh, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Uh, why are you in film? And it's like, well, I want to make biblical films. It's like, well, biblical films for for what? And then uh, and then it's like it, 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 that pretty much tees up because of the gospel. And this is the gospel. And um, and so it was really great uh, period of time to really hone what I believe, and the Lord was working in all that, like you said, nothing is an accident. Um, but I saw time and time again with my non-believing friends and atheistic and, and, and agnostic friends that they would say, you know, when you get into these gospel conversations, like, oh, yeah, you worship a God who would tell a man to kill his own son. That's the God you worship. No thanks. See you later. Um, and so seeing that point of contention over and over again, and on one hand, and on the other hand, seeing my brothers and sisters in Christ of not knowing how to give an answer to that. So I wanted to dive into this text and exposit the word, pull out what the Mm. Lord was doing in there and point to what the Lord was pointing to in it. And spoiler alert, it's Christ. It's Christ. And you have what you have is in the life of Abraham, you have 
You have the Lord pulling this man out of paganism and saying, I'm going to give you a land and I'm going to make a nation come from you. And before he makes a nation come from this man, he gives him this memorial stone of sorts, this this moment in his life. that's the ultimate testing of his faith. And that event of him being called to lay down his only son after a three day journey where essentially in his own mind, it's like his son was dead to him for three days. They get to the hill, Mount Moriah. And when they get to the hill, the wood of the sacrifice is placed on the back of the son. And he has to carry the wood up the hill, which again, you're going to talk about next week. So he's carrying the wood up the hill. And then when the Lord stays his hand, Abraham sees the the ram caught in the thicket. Um, but he says the Lord will provide, not the Lord provided that that ram in the thicket was not the provision. Abraham still knew it was a future provision. And Moses then writes right after that, it says, therefore, it said to this day in the Mount of the Lord, it shall be provided still future tense. Even in Moses day, what are they pointing to? They're pointing to the event that would come 2000 years after Abraham, after this event of Abraham and Isaac would echo through the generations. And then when the Lord would lay down his only son on the same hill for the sins of all those who believe, then we now can look back and see, wow, the Lord has had this plan in place, his redemptive plan in place since before the beginning. And so I want to make this clear to the non-believers, of course, that their eyes may open to the truth of the gospel and that they would be saved, but also give this as a defense for my brothers and sisters in Christ that, that don't understand this account so that they can then go and explain this to their own non-believing friends and family members and maybe even invite them to come and see this film. God, you know, all right, a couple of things to take out of that. Incredible. I can listen to you talk about this all day. Um, first and foremost, if someone asks you to make a Superman film, you got the character. <laughs> well, it's Jesus. That, we amen. Got hey, we, hey, we hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true, man. And that's what, that's what I'm a huge Superman fan. Yeah, and I always too. have, and it, you know, me and too. that's, that's, I love. That's right. I got the, the man of steel. We got it. I got it. Yeah. I saw, I saw a video, um, on Instagram this week, this week I saw this video. Gosh, it's good. I shared it with a friend of mine. It shows the Bible as a you know, vertical timeline, right? You know, like a like a regular timeline. And then it's all these arcs, all these arcs, like thousands of them. And it's showing you yeah. how all the stories connect to each other. It, it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. You can't even count how many yeah. it is, right? And so there's no way a bunch of humans can just get together over thousands of years and plot out this incredible book with all these stories and have them all interweave and connect through one central theme. Yeah without divine intervention. I just know, I believe that in my heart and in my soul, there's Amen. no way. Amen. So it's, you can't just say, this is just a book and a bunch of random stories that were collected over time. The connectivity of those early covenants to the new and everlasting covenant. You just, I can't deny it. I can't deny it, David. It's just, I can't. And I'm just Amen. so grateful that you guys are finding an opportunity to bring this through life. So with the rise of things like the chosen, Jesus revolution is like sweeping theaters right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. What a time to kind of be in this space for you guys. Yeah. It's, um, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in just with the chosen, for example, like Dallas Jink is the creator of the chosen him and I have actually been friends for, it's for a good yeah. number of years. Yeah. And, uh, and we've actually known each other since before the chosen was ever even a thing because right. he was doing these short biblical films at his church in, in near Chicago 
and I was doing short biblical films at my church near San Francisco. And we connected at a film school. That's I mean, awesome. at a film school at a film festival. And, um, and, and, and we, um, began to, to correspond back and forth from that time on. And, uh, and then I was able to watch as he was getting into the chosen and I was starting his only son at the same time. So mm. literally Dallas and I were in Los Angeles, the exact same week in the fall of 2018 casting for our respective projects, him for the chosen season one and me for his only son. And so I've had to sit back and watch the chosen grow into this global phenomenon and, yeah. and, and, and just be like, well, wait a minute, did what? I guess the Lord doesn't want this film to happen or did I sin one too many times and he's taking it away from me. And it was like, I just had to come to the, to the resolve of like, okay, if the Lord doesn't want this film to happen and the work that he's done for his kingdom, he's already done in the script phase and whoever read the script of his only son, and he never wants it to become anything else, then praise the Lord anyway. And I just need to pray for Dallas and pray for his wife, Amanda, and pray for the ministry of the chosen. And may the Lord be glorified with whatever way he chooses to glorify himself. And then to see it come full circle now and, and Angel Studios discovering his only son whenever the film was already finished. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I actually signed with distribution for with Angel Studios just, just in November. They right. had saw the trailer of the film and they were like, wow, can we see a screener for this film? And to see it come full circle, and it's like, no, no, no. The Lord, it's not like he it's not like he forgot about me. Obviously, he doesn't forget anything, but it's not like he was holding it back or he was holding it back, but he was holding it back for such a time as this right now at this time. Like what you said, you've got you've got the chosen season three just finished. You've got um, Jesus Revolution. You've got all this stuff happening and all these colleges across the country and, yeah. and you've got yeah. media it's reporting on thing. it. So it's like literally Christ is on the minds and the mouths of all sorts of people, not just the church. It's 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 in it's in media outlets. It's all over the place. People are talking about it. And we just mm -hmm. came out of this very dark season. And I mean, we're still in this dark season in our country. But you look at this isolated, dark depression period of time that we just went through. And it's like, what, you know, what a great time for the light to shine in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Right. As it says in John chapter one, and to see what the Lord can do in this season. Um, I can't wait to see what he does and, and how he uses this to bring people to himself yep. and to remind people that even in your darkest night, even in your darkest trial, in the most hurtful hurt, the Lord is very present in those situations. Even when you can't feel him, you can go forward by faith and know that if you are in Christ, he is working it all together for your good. And you can go with confidence in that, even through your darkest night. And that's what I want people to take away from this film. Yeah. Darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that, right? Only light right. can do that. For you, I mean, let's talk logistics of creating a movie like this. And just all that goes yeah. into it and casting it and man, finding the locations. Do you mind just tell, I mean, I'd love to just hear a little bit about man, the nuts and bolts of making something like this. Yeah. So, um, so this film has been a long labor. I mean, it is a very, very low budget film. And actually when you go see the film in theaters, you'll have a message from me at the beginning that angel studios wanted to put in to kind of talk about the logistics a little bit and mm -hmm. talk about, um, how much it costs. Uh, so Angel sure. Studios had, look, had looked it up and they said, you know, the average theatrical release in theaters is uh, average $50 million budget film. To make, and, a, I mean, to make something. 
fifty million. Yeah, bucks. to make and obviously, obviously, Top Gun uh, Maverick yeah, notwithstanding. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, Top Gun Maverick, Marvel movies, they bloat those numbers, right? It heavily skews it to to a higher, um, but the average is 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 fifty million dollars for his only son. The hard cost, which means that's the cold cash spend, not the soft cost of the free labor that you're doing. But the hard cost of the film was less than a quarter of a million dollars. And the fact that the Lord is taking this film and putting it into 1,800 wow. screens across the country, wow. putting it out in countries around the world, it's just all a testament of that he – what he can do with, with very little, that he is the God of the impossible and is anything too difficult for the Lord as it repeats over and over again. We repeat that in, in the film. But yeah, so I mean I started writing this film five and a half years ago um, and going into the film, casting it, location scouts um, – uh, you know, I had to cast the film myself and my producing partner and I drove down to L.A. from the Bay Area and went just Google Maps in it and just going around looking at all these locations. Being, wow, look at those rocks over there. Let's go hike over there and check that out. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, just like this this old fashioned adventure to find these locations. And then and um, and then, you know, just and then we get the permits through like especially Bureau of Land Management. We we used a lot of their you know, we we permitted a lot of land that they had out in like the deserts of California and stuff. Um, and then the state parks in, in north of Los Angeles. Um, but, uh, but you know what, as much as yeah. we, as much as a lot of my friends will want to rag on California, I get it for justified reasons. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. you're able to bring this film to life because of the geography, my friends at Eucharistic yep. Miracle, New Mana filming those scenes in the, in those Hills. I mean, it worked perfectly for him. So God's got a plan. He's got a plan for all that. Yep. It's absolutely, I mean, cause it's a Mediterranean climate, man. I, right. I I've gone and I've shot in, in 2017. I had, uh, it was a, I had the blessing of being able to go to Israel, Greece, and Turkey wow. and film all in these biblical locations and film a number of interviews with my old church out of California. And, and, uh, and I was just astounded by, it's like, this is, <laughs> this is California. Like it's the same, right. it's the same rocks. It's the same grass. Right. It's the same, right. like it looks exactly the same. And so, so to be able to shoot in California, it's just, you couldn't find a better place to shoot here in the United States. And, um, but yeah, so, so, I mean, we're, we're like out, like, you know, just like these road war. I mean, at least you feel like that. You're like, man, man, it gets the road and we're out there like dodging rattlesnakes and stuff, finding these locations. And, and, uh, and then, and then to cast the film, man, that was just an, that was just another adventure. And you, you see the Lord show up even in the casting could not have been blessed with better, better cast. Um, even in the family of Abraham with Sarah, Isaac and Abraham, um, you look at the three. I mean, it's a melting pot of the Middle East within that within that little family. And even the the main actor who plays uh, Abraham, Nicola Mowat, he's actually turns out he's one of the biggest TV stars in the Middle East. And this was his first English language slash American film. And so he was super eager to do this. And he's a Christian. He's like, I read my Bible every day. I would love to do this film. And he's like at Lebanon. I'm like, well, who is this guy? But um, I mean, absolutely blew the role out of the water. Um, and then so we were actually slated to shoot the film in the fall, like November, December, 2018. And just to give you perspective, that's when they shot the first four episodes of the chosen. And you know how long the chosen has been around. Well, we had to get pushed because of an actor conflict and because of weather. Um, we, we got pushed to the summer of 2019. And so that's when we filmed the, the actual main production of the film. And then 
from that point on, I've been having to work on the the post work. Um, and uh, and I'll let me back up a little bit. So also in the pre production, I actually still had to uh, I had to sew most of the costumes myself um, because I taught myself how to sew to sew for all these little biblical short films. Never did I realize that the Lord was honing these skills and crafts mm. in me that I would have to, for budget constraint reasons, I'd have to incorporate that into wow. my first feature film. And right. um, and so yeah, there was a lot of you know, middle of the night, sewing, cutting, dyeing fabrics and bringing all this together. Um, and then so back in in, in the post work. Um, so I began editing the film right after we shot it in the, in the summer of uh, 2019, edited it through, you know, up until uh, October, November. And then about January 2020 is whenever I began working on the visual effects. Right. Yeah. And we that's right when we get into COVID right after that. Right. And so and so the world well, thank, shut down. Thank God you weren't slated to shoot that next summer. I mean, yeah, we might not be sitting and, here today. You, well, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. And you look at the Lord's timing. It's like it's like everything was held and everything sort of stopped. But. I had everything I needed to just squirrel away because I was already working by myself anyway. Like I made 24 little model tents out of cardboard and paper towels and and little styrofoam miniatures and all this kind of stuff. And you film them on green screen and and uh, and like we couldn't shoot any fire because uh, in California, one, because the wildfires and it would have mm. been the permits would have been astronomical. So for budget reasons, we had to just light it like there was fire there. And then I added, I shot all the fire in Texas and added all the fire what? in post. This is um, great. And, I love uh, yeah. this stuff. Yeah. And, and so, uh, and like, actually, what, so I don't know um, if this is going to be video or not, but yeah, behind yep. me, yep. Uh, let me see. Okay. So I'm going to scoot this over. And if you're so just right listening, if you're just really listening see- to us on the pod, then head over to the YouTube channel and go check this moment out. So you can watch a video of it. Yeah. So back behind me, um, they have actually, this is Abraham's tent. I'm actually, this. Yeah. I can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there like a well? So this, uh, well, yeah, there's a little well here. That's right. right Styrofoam. So, uh, so yeah, so this is actually in the miniatures, but you see, it's just like cardboard and paper towel. Dude, you're like, you're, anyway, like, so like the, you're like George Lucas here, man, like creating these um, little villages and stuff that they turn into, well, you know, motion pictures. Yeah. And so, uh, so they have, uh, yeah, I mean, and so like in the extreme wide shots with the big landscape shots, you need to fill those out with like the tents and stuff yeah. like that. And so, yeah. so I was working on like for almost two years having to do all these visual effects. Here in Texas, because I, I lived in in the Bay Area, but right after I shot the film, me, my wife, and my daughter moved back to Texas. Um, you know, because I knew that I was going to be working for no pay on the film, and I had to supplement with freelance. But because I was working so much time on the film, I knew my freelance time was going to take a cut. Um, so, uh, but yeah, and and then the world shut down. And Hollywood shut down and filmmaking shut down. And I lost work for a full year because yeah. of, you know, corporate clients weren't shooting stuff anymore. And and um, and, and it, it was just the Lord working and giving me the time to polish this film to get it out right now. And, and the fact that it's going out in this Easter release um, around the country and around the world, like this is literally an answer to prayer. I remember praying at, and, and, and telling my producer while writing this film, thinking – Hey man, you know what would be great is um is is an is a an Easter release for this film in theaters. That would be perfect. Now, just because you're making a film, like it's kind of a pipe dream. Like I'm gonna make a film and they're gonna put it in theaters. No, that doesn't happen. You don't just do <laughs> that's that. A, that's not how this uh, works, yeah. David. You don't just yeah. Sure. And it's like you know, I mean, like it would have been you know 
like great to get any type of platform to put it on their streaming platform. But the fact that the Lord is taking it to put it not only in theaters, but in theaters in a wide release in theaters for an actual theatrical run. And not only in the United States, but now at the same time, it's going to go in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, Puerto Rico. The next week it's going into Lebanon. So it's going to be in the middle East. Um, And and so not only, this is just great, man. I'm, I'm rambling now, but you, I'm just, okay. I'm just, you, you, you talk about what the Lord is actually doing in this film and for such a time as this. So just to give you background, man. So obviously Easter and Passover usually always line up together um, because Christ is our Passover lamb. Um, but, uh, but, but you, so you have, you have the Jewish faith and you have the Christian faith meditating on the things of the Lord. Now, granted, they're looking at Exodus, they're looking at Moses, and they're looking at the Passover lamb and their deliverance from from bondage, which is what the gospel is all about. It's about our deliverance from our own bondage. Um, But so they're meditating on this. We, as the church, are meditating on on Christ's sacrifice, on his atoning work for our sins, on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. Um, But the other billion Muslims around the world every year they have um, they have the month of Ramadan, um, which is actually we're, we're in right now. Um, now, the month of Ramadan, that falls all different times of the year. Um, and and it just so happens to fall during Easter and Passover this year. And the, the month of Ramadan ends with the Feast of Eid. Um, and it's a time where Muslims around the world will take the uh, take a goat and they and they, you know, sacrifice, you know, they 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 slaughter the goat mm-hmm. and they and they eat the goat as a commemoration for when the when when Allah provided the substitute for Ishmael on the altar. Um, now, because the Quran, they they believe that Ishmael was the one being sacrificed, not Isaac. Um, but it just so happens that. During this month of Ramadan, which only overlaps Easter once every 30 years. But right now, not only are are Jews and and Christians meditating on God's word and thinking about God's word, but now Muslims at the same time will all be looking at Abraham during this month around the world. And here comes this film, not only in the United States, but in the Middle East as well. could not be more perfect timing, could not be more perfect timing. And I, and I just cannot wait to see how the Lord uses this film for his glory and to build his kingdom. Yep. Um, it's um, it's incredible. All right. So then give us some details on uh, how they find out. Right. So it's on 1800 screens. But how do I know if it's on one near me? How do I find where I can go see? Right. Where, give us a data dump on where they can get all that, you know, uh, all that info. Because I know there's websites and all. So just let us know. Give us the info. Um, yeah. So uh, if you go to angel.com slash sun, angel.com slash sun, S-O-N, you can type in your zip code and it'll show you the theaters in your area and you can buy tickets right now, even though Love it doesn't it. come out for a couple of days. You can buy tickets right now. And um, if you don't see your theater there, then they have an option where you can request a theater. Um, and and I'm guessing that even though it's a couple of days to Easter, they may still be adding at uh, a couple of days, not to Easter, to the release. 
um, they're still adding theaters up until the point of the release. So you can still, uh, if you don't see your theater, I would still request your One, theater two, just three, to see four. if they I add got, it in time. I got, I got three or four theaters in a 10 minute radius. This is awesome. Oh, I do. I know. I know you've got. I know you got theaters out there because my cousin actually lives in Cary as well. I yeah, forgot that's to right. mention that before we were off. The, we'll talk about small that. Small world, man. Small uh, world stuff. Where we said today. Yeah, it's incredible. It's uh, angel.com slash sun, right? So you guys yep. can find if there's a theater around you, and you can also just go get more info. Like, just be thinking about this. And here's what we'd request too: one, if you can go see this movie, do it. And David would probably make the same request. Just be be praying for. For him, Amen. For this cast, for Angel, for picking it up and distributing it, for everybody that's been a part of it. And to your point that I really love, and here we like to tell stories about service, purpose, and impact that ultimately connect us to something bigger than ourselves. Be thinking about those millions of people around the globe who this week, over this next week, are are leaning in on their faith. Once every thirty years, that all three align like that's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. For you guys to be in the middle of that too, which is which is awesome. I can tell that just by talking to you today, you came into this full of faith, right? Having created other biblical vignettes, stories, and films before, but to go at the level that you have with this one, you know, Rob and Dom both said, just playing those characters have changed their lives. For you, having been a mm -hmm. part of this process, two days out from theatrical release, what's changed for you, David? Yeah, well, you know, honestly, you talk about, and well, you, that's a whole other discussion, but you talk about spiritual warfare. Anytime you try to lean into doing anything for the gospel, of trying to proclaim the gospel in any regard, you're going to face opposition in, oh, in these oh, last five oh, and a half years. Oh, oh, the other team's coming. <laughs> the other team is yes. coming apart. Yeah. That's why I got um, yeah. Joseph, the terror of demons over my shoulder back there. I got St. Michael back there. It's hard to see. Him, oh, I see that. Right. But those prints, obviously, I got my man St. Patrick, patron saint for me and uh confirmation name. But that but that's that's a real thing, right? And when and specifically for guys like me and you, when holy men are rising up to do his work, then the evil one's gonna come even harder too. So yeah, yeah, it's real. Yeah, it's um so this has been the darkest years of my life, darkest, hardest, most most excruciating years of my life. My life really has turned upside down and lit on fire. And in many cases, it's still kind of smoldering. But to see the Lord's kind, gracious hand in all of it, um this I never knew how much the life of Abraham would minister to my own heart mm. when I was writing this script and 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 having to meditate on it and listen to the dialogue again and again and again, and just be moved to tears again and again and again to see the Lord work in Abraham's life in this film and be reminded of no, Abraham. Yes. Was a real person. He is still a real person. You know, he's up in heaven now, very much more alive than you and I are now. Mm. Um, and, um, and, and it's, it's to, to meditate on, Hey, in his darkest struggle, when he, probably didn't understand never did he could have foreseen that we yeah. would still be encouraged by his faith 4000 years later and um and his film would be going out i mean his life yeah. story would be going out around the world um but to just to meditate on that and to see that the lord was very present he's very he's a he is refuge and strength and he is a very present help in trouble he is emmanuel god with us even back then in abraham's life and I could just be reminded of that even in my darkest time, mm. he is just as present today. 
Um, and yeah, that's been that's been the thing that has bolstered me time and time again. Just that reminder. There's so many good examples uh, that can give you, I hope, grace and the fortitude to see through the hardships. I mean, imagine being this guy, have to go to your wife who, you know, conceive a son, you've born your son, your only son, and you're like, but here's what God's asking, telling me to do. I have to do it. Mm. The resolve to see that through, right? Yeah. Do you think he? Uh, do you think he told Sarah before he left? Well, I think you guys need to go see his only son, and see yeah. the way in which this plays <laughs> out in front of your very eyes. That's what I yeah. would say. Don't tell him anything else. You can go. Okay, ahead. okay. But go see this film. Go see this. Let it find let out it, in let theaters. It, let, in it, two let, days. It, let it be presented in front of you in two days on March thirty first. Yeah. How about that? That's a heck of a tease yeah. to wrap it up, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So we do here. David, this has been a blast, man. I'd love to get to know you. Your energy Likewise. exudes. Our our listeners and watchers likely feel like me. They're ready to jump through a wall because your energy is just uh it's intoxicating, man. So thank you for dedicating to Oh man, look, appreciate that. First of all, uh for what you did on behalf of our nation, obviously we're always grateful for that. For then answering mm-hmm. this call, um, we've touched on it, but we can't really express our gratitude knowing all that you personally have had to go through to make this reality. So thank you for leaning in. Mm. Um, and well, thank we, you. We don't all by the grace of the Lord, man. Here. Yeah. All by the grace of the Lord. And I know you know that, but yeah, Absolutely. it's all by his grace. Angel.com slash son. You can find out more about the film. Uh, you can find out where it's going to be airing on those screens across this country and across the world. And you can go support him as well. David, it's been an absolute thrill to get to know you. Likewise, man. And uh, it's been a blessing to be here. Thank you for having me on. You got it. He's David Helling. I'm Brian Jodas. That's been this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast.